Welcome everyone to This Made Me Feel Things. I'm Alex. And I'm Catherine. And welcome to another episode of This Made Me Feel Things, the podcast where we talk about a movie that made us feel things at a certain time in our life. So today is Catherine's Choice, which is Center Stage. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, okay, so I'm going to start with a little bit of a movie summary um, before we start. So spoilers ahead if you haven't seen Center Stage. Put on your ballet slippers and leotards. We're going to dance our way onto the center stage, the 2000 teen drama directed by Nicholas Hinter. So we meet a dozen young teens starting their journey at the American Ballet Academy where they encounter tremendous physical and mental stress while vying for a coveted spot in a celebrated dance company. Among the 12 students is Jodie Sawyer, played by Amanda Scholl, who has the talent but the wrong proportions who is struck by the elusive Connor Nielsen, one of the senior dance students and choreographers. We also meet the fiery Eva Rodriguez, played by (laughs) Zoe Saldana, who is reluctant to be there and can't seem to get along with her instructors. And we follow young Maureen, Susan May Pratt, who is struggling between her battle with self-image and reconciling between taking on her mother's dream of being a ballet dancer and what she really wants out of life. So put on that 2000s Jamiroquai album or Mandy (laughs) Moore ballad if you prefer and get dancing. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Now, Catherine, why did you choose Centre Stage? Well, I mean, Centre Stage was a pivotal movie for me as um, a teenager. I used to watch this all the time. Really? Yeah, I loved it. I mean, I have a very profound love for choreographed dance. (laughs) In general or ballet? In general. So this one hits a lot of um, good points for me. Yeah, I just always found it really like inspirational and exciting and uh, emotional. It's a very emotional movie. I actually hadn't seen it before this. Ever, ever? I'd never, ever seen it. Never seen it. I I know it never appealed to me. Like I, I knew it existed, obviously. I knew it was a very popular movie when it came out, especially for girls our age or people our age in general I just never had the desire to watch it and I was like wondering why and I thought about it and I love dance movies as well and it's not that like I love dance movies yeah but I don't like Step Up One it's because it has ballet in it uh-huh. I don't like Billy Elliot I don't like ballet dancing movies I it dawned on me today so even like Save the Last Dance I've never seen it oh shit <laughs> and I realized, no, I realized it's because I was not for, I wouldn't say forced into, my parents enrolled me in ballet classes when I was four or five and made me continue it even when I asked not to. Um, I ended up obviously not continuing after a couple of years, but I just, I think it's that. I think I just don't like ballet. Because, and then, and we'll get into it, but it reminded me of the Maureen storyline of like the mum. It was like, it was something that my mum probably wished that she had done and made me do it and I, it wasn't for me. And so yeah. I think it must have, I just realised, totally shattered anything to do with ballet. I've never seen an actual live ballet show uh-huh. and I just, yeah, I don't watch ballet movies. Fair enough. I mean, if it was if it was forced on you as a child. it was, And I wouldn't say that's a pretty strong word. It wasn't forced on me, but I just, it was like, you know, a lot of parents put their kids and stuff and hope they like it but it was just the fact that I didn't want to do it and I was told to continue <laughs> until a certain age until they yeah. realized oh she's not actually good at this let's not keep paying for it <laughs> but after making that realization do you feel like you can move beyond your feelings about ballet to appreciate it I can appreciate it. that's the other thing I enjoyed this movie the first half of the movie I didn't 
really enjoy it was slow moving for me but i mm. i can appreciate it and i can watch the movie like yeah it's a good movie but i still don't have a desire to watch say the last dance particularly i don't need to see those movies is basically but i can appreciate it fair enough but i guess ballet is like in general it's a very specific it's a very specific dance and it's a very specific art form i don't think there are many people who like have the time to enjoy it or have the time to appreciate it it's similar to me to opera like yeah like I, th- I think they go hand in hand in terms of when you go to a performance it's a very like you have to either love it or mm. you just aren't invested and you'll fall asleep during the performance you know what I mean like you're right it's beautiful but some things just aren't for everyone I think also it has such a such a history of being an elite yes art form it's an elite art form for very privileged bourgeois people and it's not like it's not necessarily accessible for everybody but I think that's one of the things that I like about this movie and also say the last dance is that in particular this movie Cooper's dance that he choreographs is a ballet that's very like simple and straightforward like you can see the story that's happening on the stage yeah even though they're dancing whereas for something else like Coppelia or the Nutcracker or Sleeping Beauty, you need to know the story. You need to know, like, who all the characters are going to be. Like, a lot of people need to be told the emotions that they're going to feel before they see them, so they can understand. So what did you remember feeling about it, like, around the first time? Because obviously you've seen a lot when you were a kid that age. I remember the, I don't know how to describe it, like, the feeling of, is it empowerment or, like, Mm. the emotions that you get from watching Josie dance. I think Mm. I found it really inspiring like it makes my heart swell you know like I feel something inside when she dances because there's so much joy on her face and there's so much expression in the way that she dances Mm. I I think I saw that and I like almost vicariously felt that yeah yeah like I yeah I feel like I feel that emotion through her dance I think she's such an impressive dancer like I I don't know anything about the skills or like I don't have any um professional knowledge about ballet but the way that she dances is inspiring I really, I did, um, in by contrast, I did really want to learn ballet as a child. I did one season of a ballet class, which I loved. I mean, mm. it wasn't very good. I have no rhythm, but you know, I loved it. <laughs> How old were you when you did it? I think I was probably like seven or eight. But the end of year performance involved some costumes that had tutus that had to be sequined. Like they, there were a shit ton of sequins on the, yeah, the costume. And I think my mum finished the last sequin and she was like, you're doing this performance and we're never doing ballet ever again <laughs> you know I understand that because when you put a kid your kid in ballet classes it's not just it's so much involvement from the parents which is why yes. they had to in this movie they had to show uh one of the characters with a ballet mom pretty much because yeah. it's so it's so much involvement from the parents like you usually have to sew the costumes yourselves you have to like go to all the performances it's very like involved <laughs> there's a lot of background support behind those dancers I remember when I did ballet, I <laughs> maybe I didn't do it as long as I thought, but it felt like a long time at the time <laughs> when you were a kid. But I think I must have done it for one term, maybe. I was four and um, I was in obviously like a four-year-old, five-year-old class and the dance we had to uh, play were the dancing poodles. So we <laughs> all, it was really cute actually. Like there were mostly girls, maybe two or three boys. Mm. Um and we all had to wear these white poodle outfits for the girls and the boys wore the black ones. And they, we had like a, a head thing with like little uh, ears with a red bow on them. And there's a photo that I have. I have to find it again. 
of me in the class with all the other kids, I was by far, even more than the boys, the tallest kid. Like I, I was a head taller than all the other kids in the class and looked so awkward. I was a very tall kid. That sounds adorable. But I do think, like, I think there's a lot of value in getting your kids to do all that kind of stuff, like the ballet or acting or singing or whatever. Oh, for sure. I'm all for extracurriculars. Like, and I did piano classes. I enjoyed that a bit more. I did type, like, you know, I did a lot of stuff. I think it was just the one I liked the least. Yeah. I did piano for five or six years. And, and like, sometimes you put your kid in a class and they love it. Um, and yeah. That's great. And then sometimes you, they try things out and they don't. So, you know, it's just one of those things where you, at a young age, you foster something that you learn and enjoy and sometimes you don't so it just reminded me of the Maureen storyline of like you know clearly her mom had put her in ballet classes at a young age because that was her ambition Mm. but then it she did turn out to be good at it and then Maureen just kept going going until obviously she was teen like a late teens yeah and it's just one of those things it just really reminded me of that of like sometimes you're you just keep doing something because you're good at it and you don't necessarily love it it's not necessarily your passion Mm. and it was just such an interesting storyline obviously with the eating disorder thing as well but like I think her storyline was the one that captivated me most out of all of the I think they did it really well the passion that her mum has as she's living vicariously through her daughter Mm. and I found like that scene where Maureen or where her mum runs out of the performance and they talk and Maureen is like you never had the feet and I don't have the heart Mm. and she walks away and her mum just crumbles Mm. you can see her mum is living that disappointment all over again that she's not gonna she's never gonna have this dream like, how is that fulfilling to see your kid? I don't know. I don't, I'm not a parent, so I don't know what that feels like. And I've seen my mom do similar things to me. But, like, mm. I can't be as satisfying to see your kid do the thing you didn't get to do. Maybe if you don't realise that's not their passion, you don't know any better. But it just, like, why is that the solution? Like, surely it's better to figure out what they want to do, what their passion is, and see them succeed in that rather than something that you didn't get to. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously not a parent either, but I guess there must be something in like, there must be something ingrained in you of Mm. wanting to see, like there would be a lot of pride in seeing the child that you produced like perform or do amazing things and yeah and especially in the thing that you didn't get to so it's almost like a second chance yeah. even if it's not you yourself it's something that it's part of you like your your child getting yeah. to do that thing but it's just so interesting because it's like that that kid that's living out it's like there is so much pressure and that comes out as the eating disorder of like i have to succeed otherwise i disappoint a whole my parent mm. and you're just then like not living your life you're living your parents and it's just that's mm. such a horrible feeling to have which is it's awful all the things that she goes through to get to that realization and ballet seems to be one of the sports that really like you have to start from as young as possible to yeah. train your body to be able to like turn out properly and and fought, like hold your body in the right way and also to eat the right things for as young as possible yeah you have to like your whole life is revolves around that if you want to do that as a career it must be so depressing your career would be very limited it'd be almost like it's like an athlete like your career yeah. is just very short you have to be very regimented it's just yeah crazy yeah your whole life revolves around this I was reading a New Yorker article yesterday about a ballet dancer who was describing her experience, like her experience of the pandemic and the way that she's come to realise how she has literally made herself sick trying to conform to what they call the form, which is like not only the the poses that you do in ballet, but also the way that your body looks and the, you know, the shape that you have, the silhouette. And she's realised that in the last year she's been able to live her life differently while still 
doing her own dancing. Wow. And she's hoping to be able to refuse to conform so much. And like, there's a lot of people that are hoping to change this idea that we have of there's only one type of beautiful body. Like, I would love to see a like differently sized ballet dancer, for example. Like, I'm sure that would still be beautiful to watch. Yeah. And, you know, even with like Zoe Saldana being in the cast of like, there still aren't very many black dancers. And the body double that, that was her stand in were well, the first black ballet dancer in the whatever New York ballet school at the time this was shot as well. And yeah, like, it's even not just shape, but like race and like different types of dancers. And yeah, well, I mean, it's such a traditional world. Only only the tiniest, whitest bodies can be entered. But and this cast is very representative of that, I guess. But even like even it's interesting because even men in ballet, like mm. there's there's probably a stigma around men in ballet as well. Cause like I said, like even my ballet class as a kid, there were only three out of thirty kids were boys. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, so the representation in the film um is still like you're still outnumbered by women. So it's very interesting even in that way. From all those discussion points since we started, there is so much that they cover just in this one movie. So many issues in the ballet world that they criticize or they look into from body, not so much race. Like it's not really addressed. It's there, but it's not Mm. addressed. Yeah, it isn't addressed, which I think makes sense for the time this came out. Yeah, (laughs) yes. And also like the classic mother stories. And I I like that it's, I like that there's a variety of mothers that they show. There's not just the stage mum. There's also um, Emily's mum. And she's like, dancing used to make us happy and it doesn't make her happy anymore. So we're finding something else. And you girls need to promise me that you're you're only going to do this if you really love it. Mm. It was really nice to see as well. But then there's also Josie's mom who's just like doesn't give a shit, you know, like what happens with Josie's mom? <laughs> yeah, in the beginning when she auditions, her parents are waiting outside and her dad is like, Oh, I kind of hope she doesn't get it because I'm sick of going to these ballet shows. And then at the end, the parents come back again and they're like, You were amazing. We loved it. Yeah. And there's also a lot of beautiful friendship stories portrayed in this movie that I really like. I like how they all form the connection so quickly as well. Like maybe you thought it was slow, but I actually feel like the pacing is quite nice in this movie. Everything happens very quickly. The people meet each other and they become friends and they know how they're going to connect with each other. And it also works in the same way that a ballet storyline works. The characters come on stage. You all you know who everybody is by what they're wearing or what they're saying, what the, the way that they're dancing. The way that they wrote the story is like a ballet. That's interesting. That probably is right. I never thought of it that way because I don't watch ballet. <laughs> but I also, I think that's one of the other reasons I never was compelled to watch the movie because I knew it had a big cast because of the poster. It's good in that, like, each character, at least in this movie, is given pretty much equal screen time. Like, it is, they do that really successfully. Mm. However, like, for me, I prefer to deep dive into one or two main characters mm-hmm. I'm trying to I kept thinking of like Glee where it, like they had a huge ensemble cast yeah and where obviously you can't really compare a movie to a tv show but where they pretty I think it messed up for me was when they were trying to follow too many storylines because they had like 10 cast members that were main hmm. and it lost it for me because they were trying to do too many things at once and that's what I found with this movie a little bit it almost would have been good to follow one or two or three even characters and like deep dive into three issues rather than 10 and then sort of mini dives into issues. Too much information. Oh, and it's just like 
I want to see more of that, but I'm not getting to see as much as I want of that. Was there one story that you would have liked to see more of? I think Maureen, like they did Maureen justice. I think even like Zoe Saldana, I would have loved to see more mm. of, like and and dive into that more because her arc it comes pretty quickly. And I, I hate ballet. And I don't even want to go here. Yeah. To I love this now. Like of course they show what they can, but it would have been good to see that fleshed out a bit more. Charity, I didn't really care for that much, but she's an amazing dancer. But her storyline was a little bit cliched. And they had to have that in a 2000s teen movie. But I still enjoyed it. Did you have any feelings about the um, Peter Gallagher character, the director? Only that I love Peter Gallagher so much (laughs) because uh, of the OC, obviously. But I, like, I think actually all the teachers were really well cast in this movie. Donna Murphy, and I can't remember the teacher's name that she plays, but she's also very, like, a Broadway veteran and played Mother Gothel in Tangled, uh-huh. which is why I love her. But I thought Peter Gallagher, I I was a little bit indifferent of his character. I think he plays this asshole character a lot other than the OC. Like he plays a similar character in Burlesque, um, the Christina Aguilera movie. His character wasn't great, but I love Peter, Gall- Peter Gallagher <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so He's not like totally hateable. No. It's an interesting character. I think he probably, and I, I'm only guessing, probably is a very realistic ballet teacher yeah apparently he followed like followed the new york equivalent around and so he copied his like he copied his mannerisms and he practiced standing in the right way and all that stuff i can totally see that what an actor i like as well that he brings some kind of nuance to the moments you can see he does appreciate the work that cooper produces even though he's meant to be his new rival and yeah that's actually one interesting thing that i found about the dynamic now that i think about it that in the rivalry between Cooper and him, I can't, mm. what's his name? Peter Gallagher. I don't know. Okay, Peter Gallagher is that Cooper seems way more enraged by Peter Gallagher than Peter Gallagher is about him. Um, obviously, like which work like makes sense because Cooper's a young, arrogant man, young man who's bruised ego. Yeah, so I guess yeah. that cut that, that tracks. But um, I do like how Peter Gallagher sort of still respects Cooper in the in the role that he's doing. Yeah, and then in his his conversation with Jody, where he's like, you know, we can talk about it now, or we can talk about it at the end of the year when you've got no options left. You're not very good. You're all the, mm. you just don't have the right body type. I really liked Eva's response, where she's saying, Eva's saying, being nice while you're saying something pricky is even prettier. Mm. I think that's some good life advice. <laughs> I really liked her character. I liked her character. I like, I think Zoe Saldana is just a very charming actress as well. So I think mm. she's the right choice for that role because I think she plays it. You believe that she doesn't want to do it or be there and then comes around to it. Like I really believed her arc. And I just think there's so much in that storyline that sometimes you are really good at something as a child. She's obviously been this very talented, precocious child and she's just kind of going along with it because she can. But then she has this realisation that she's going along with it because she loves it so much and she just can't deny that anymore. I think that's really cool to see as well. And I also loved her friendship with Eric, which Eric is the most adorable character. He's so sweet. I really like him. You know what? That's a character I wish we had more screen time of. That would have been so good. (laughs) I would have loved that. He was totally underserved. What a a wasted opportunity. Yes, that's such an adorable scene with Eva where she comes in and she's like, I hate this. And he's like, yeah, it's really hard hating it so much though, right? He's really sweet. He's just super supportive. I really like him a lot. I really, I wish they gave him more screen time. Yeah. 
What did you feel when you rewatched it again? Did you feel the same things? I think I do. Like I still find it really, really exciting to watch all the dancing. I forgot there was so much dancing. There's a lot of dancing in this movie. There's a lot of dancing. I liked the dancing parts. I liked those. I didn't like the acting part. I think it's also because they had a lot of dancers in key roles and they weren't amazing. Like they weren't great actors, which is why I found it hard for me to pay attention all the time. Like, for example, Jodie and Cooper were not great like they're amazing dancers and I really didn't like Cooper at all uh so I found it harder for me to yeah pay attention I think so you didn't you don't think Jodie's performance was good the girl the actress playing Jodie not as an actor not as like as a dancer yeah she was great but not I didn't think she was good enough to hold the movie because she was too soft I think just her character was not great I think she was a cliche like I think what I didn't like was that she kept putting herself down. like, oh, I'm not a good dancer. I'm not a good dancer. But she clearly is. Like, she's an amazing dancer. Mm. Like, I guess it was her character more than her. I, like, her acting wasn't amazing. But I just, I didn't care for her character, really. Like, sometimes, like, this is going to be the golden girl of the show. And I'm not interested in that. I'm interested more in the side characters. Mm. Because it's just not a relatable like you're you're so beautiful and you're an amazing dancer, but she kept being like, oh, I'm not the right size, I'm not the right, I don't have the right feet. But like she's beautiful and skinny and she's an amazing <laughs> dancer. So I just didn't buy it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's not the kind of story that we have these days of like a beautiful girl being like, mm, I'm not beautiful enough. But it's a very two thousand story. It's a very that's that's the thing. I think that story and her and Cooper and her and the guy she ends up with, they're the, they're the money make like they're the money storyline, yeah. right? Yeah. Like you want to watch like girls, teen girls in at that time wanted to watch it for that. And if I watched that as a teen, I probably would be very I think very differently about that. When we've when you and I have reviewed movies that one of us haven't seen and they're watching it in a different context, when we're not the target audience anymore, I probably would have bought yeah. into that in the year two thousand as a thirteen year old, whatever it was. But I'm not interested in that now. <laughs> so yeah. And, you, and also because you know as an adult that Cooper is going to be an asshole to her and then it's just like, oh, you fell for it. <laughs> oh, it's like the fucking cheese in the mousetrap and you went for it. Yeah, but obviously, like, it happens for sure. And it's just like, oh, man. And he's so, like, I don't think he's a good actor either. He's, an ama- again, amazing dancer, but not right for that role, I don't think. I think, yeah, he's an awful actor. He's really not talented. <laughs> In that respect. And I don't believe him as the bad boy for some reason. I can't pinpoint it, but I don't believe him as the bad boy. Yeah, I guess I guess there's something that you, you have to suspend your disbelief with a few things. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of overacting as well. I, I'm, I mean, I just love it so much. It's hard to, to criticise it. But I can see as well there's a lot of overacting that's compensating and you can tell that they're ballet dancers more than actors. Yeah, and I think it, it helps that... They are ballet dancers. Like they, I think they it was they made a good choice in making a few of them actual ballet dancers rather than actors, and then just have stand-ins the whole time. Yeah, because I think it just adds dimension to what they're doing and how they're dancing and and things like that. I also really like Jodie's story of her falling for this asshole because she's so like when she arrives, she's so innocent and she's so she doesn't know so much. There's so much that she doesn't know, but through this year of incredibly hard work and so much criticism that she fights through Mm. she does find her own voice as well and she can stand up for herself by the end i i like that arc it's it is cliche but it's i like i enjoy it i think it's generally a good arc i just 
I just don't think it was for me the most interesting storyline. Mm. The other point that I wanted to talk about though is that it is one of those movies that I feel like we got a lot of when we were teenagers that any dream is achievable if you can work hard enough. Uh, you persevere and you're persistent enough. You can get anything that you want. I feel like I watched a lot of those movies when I was a teenager and I feel like I went through a phase where I was like, I'm going to just work as hard as I can to get exactly what I want. And it's going to happen because I am going to work hard enough. But it's not true. It's not. There was actually a theory, and I should probably look this up, but I remember reading about that somewhere of almost like our generation, like the millennial generation, we were raised with all these movies, like Disney movies, like you can be anything and what you dream is what will come true. And and like it's a very dangerous message to feed to yeah. a generation of kids because not only does it come out with like not really setting you up for failure very well, but mm. like can come out in another way of like never say, like don't accept no as an answer, which obviously comes out in a very bad way to some men, for example. So it's, yeah, it's what. I think a lot of movies the message was back then and it, is, and it isn't true because there are only a limited amount of roles, for example, in a ballet if you're yeah. going to use this movie as an example. So there's going to be people who miss out on being a professional ballet dancer and so it's that fine line between work hard for what your passion is and what you want to achieve but also be realistic and have a backup plan if it doesn't work <laughs> out and that I think is where like, for example, I wanted to be an actor or in entertainment of some form. And my parents very early on were like, no, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to do it. Which I think for me was realistic, right? Like how many people in the world want to be actors that we know? Like a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, it reminded me of an inspirational speaker that came and spoke to us in year 12. Mm-hmm. I think it was like two months before the HSE or some shit like that. And we were all taken to this hall and he gave us this super inspirational speech of you've got to write down your goals in five years, you're going to do this and what steps are you going to take to achieve that goal? And like he even had one of those messages with, I believe I can fly. Oh, wow. Super. It was meant to be like, you know, you're going to go out into the world and you're going to achieve what you want because you want it hard enough. And if you don't, if you're not getting it, then you're not working hard enough. Oh, that's so dangerous. But I think I took that. I really took that to an extreme in my early 20s when I left school and I studied. I was studying fashion design because I wanted to be a fashion designer. And I was like working myself into the ground. I was pulling all nighters a lot. And I was just like, I was crazy about it. I was so intense. And thinking back, I wish somebody had just like pulled me aside and be like, you know what? There's more to life than living a dream that is not realistic. Firstly, you have to set up a life that is more than just your nine to five. You need to be able to like, you know, appreciate the life outside of work. I just feel like I've had a few years that I wasted because of this overachieving dream complex. I think we've all had moments like that, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, everybody has to learn something in life. Yeah. But you're right. I think it was definitely something that dangerously was fed to our generation too much. And I think it worked out and hasn't worked out in a lot of ways in terms of like, I think our generation has been more prone to depression and Mm. anxiety and things like that. But also I think there's a cultural change and that we're also embracing like work-life balance or having other passions outside of your work or, you know, like I think what our parents didn't have, we we are having because of that in a way. So it isn't just the nine to five grind or 
you know, even with that article we talked about with the belly dance, like taking a break, obviously pandemic caused it, but, you know, like seeing what is like what life is about and why are we doing things the way we do just because someone said so, you know. Yeah, well, hopefully, uh, hopefully things will shift in the right direction. We'll see. I don't I don't have much hope for this current generation of things. <laughs> but you never know. Oh shit. Do you know, um, moving back to something a little bit more positive, I love so much the music in this movie. Oh, me too. It really gets like it really gets me going every time. It's so exciting. Like the um salsa class that she takes. Yeah. It's just so exciting. And it's it's so invigorating to watch people dance so much emotion it makes me so happy every time I watch her I, I really love the soundtrack and I love the final dancing with Jamiro <laughs> and also Mandy Moore and I loved Mandy Moore and um I remember the I want to be with you song and mm. I re-watched the video clip and it's do you have you seen the video clip to I want to be with you not recently it was the official center stage song love official soundtrack movie, movie I know movie. I know <laughs> so the is the guy, the dancer who plays Pretty Shorts Charlie, the one that Jody ends up with. And it's really funny because, like, if I had seen the movie, the music video, sorry, before I saw the movie, um, I would have thought that he was, like, the main dude in the movie, but he's not <laughs> at all. Like, he doesn't have very much screen time at all. He has quite a small part. So small. I thought also it was really funny the scene as with him and uh Cooper where they like one up each other with their dance off like in class. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, like it just turns into a dick measuring contest. Yeah, Taylor, that's exactly what I thought of when I saw that. <laughs> but I love I do love how they bring that back in the actual performance. Yeah. Where Charlie does the triple turn, impressive what it is, whatever it is. Yeah, I love that. And I love the like impossible dance that they do for Cooper's ballet with the ridiculous hair changes and the costume changes. <laughs> what do you think of the ending, Jodie's choice? To go with the um, the independent dance company. I think it's really good to see that. I liked that that's the choice that she makes because it's going with one of the ideas of the film is that fitting into the perfect mould is not always the best solution so she's choosing to think outside the box like she's not going very far outside the box but she's forging her own path and she's finding a way to live her dream in a way that fits with a company that will accept her body and accept her the way she is and let her dance with a bit more freedom so I think like I support her decision I think she made the right choice I disagree because the company is Cooper (laughs) So, like, she's, like, 18, right? Yeah. Right out of high school. I would have supported if, like, it had been a few years. Like, I think when you're 18 and you you only – you haven't even finished the school, you haven't really given it – like, I just think it's such a unwise decision to – especially with Cooper, who has not proven to be the most trustworthy person. <laughs> like, if it was someone – like, the, the female teacher who has a lot more – years under her wing and knows what or even Peter Gallagher if he had set up his own then great but this guy who is just like inexperienced just like could crush and burn very quickly and she has nothing to fall back on if it fails I think it's just a not a good and it's not forging her own path it's still following someone else's path I don't know though like I think it's a creative risk that you have to take sometimes like sometimes I just think I, I just don't think it was earned in that like it came up very quickly at the end. She didn't really give it much thought and like, yeah, I'm just gonna do this. I think if it was any other character but Cooper, I would have been like, cool. 
but still probably not wise for your very limited experience in this field in which it's very rare for you to succeed anyway. You know what I mean? Fair enough. But also like in the ballet world, everything is so ages and experience is so accelerated already because your career is over by the time you're 28 and you're not young and flexible anymore. That's true. I just think it wasn't, I just didn't believe it that it was Cooper that she was following and he fucked her over and probably wouldn't be the best person to agree to. Like he hasn't even started anything and I don't know. I just didn't like it. Didn't feel great to me. I guess it, for me it's believable because it, because it's a, just a creative risk. Like you've got you've to dive in and see where it will take it because her other option is just to stay like she said in a as a background position in the the actual ballet company the established ballet ballet company where she's just gonna wave a flower back and forth if that if that was if that was me (laughs) I would definitely make the same decision yes yeah I wouldn't I think that's just like my own risk averse nature but also just like I wouldn't follow the dude who fucked me over like if, if like I slept with a guy, he then tossed me aside and said, hey, want to join my company? I'd be like, fuck you, dude. I'm going to start my own company. That's what I would have preferred to see rather than follow this asshole that fucked her over. Yeah. Like if she just said, I'm going to start my own one with Eva or, you know, like I would have, that would have been way more satisfying. The creative risk part is not my issue. I guess it is a little bit, but it's more that she followed Cooper. It doesn't give much hope though in terms of the the ballet group directors because they've all like, they've all slept with their main dancers and they're all kind of <laughs> a little bit incestuous. There's going to be relations that are a little bit dodgy no matter where she goes. I think that is very true to life as well because you spend so much time working with these people. They barely have a life outside of ballet. Of course, there's going to be stuff that happens. And I guess the best case scenario is that she learns how to say no and who to say no to. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm being too rose-colored glasses with it. <laughs> I yeah, I just wouldn't do it. I don't, like. I'm very someone. If someone fucks me over or screws me over, I'm not going to talk to that person again, and I don't want to have anything to do with them particularly if it's to do with a business related, you know, like I just, I think that's just something that I would, that means a lot to me. And I like, I'm very risk averse when it comes to career Mm. and it's worked so far for me in terms of knowing who to trust and who not to. I just, the character of him, I wouldn't trust that to go into business with. Yeah. Fair enough. Also Maureen's, I just want to say Maureen's boyfriend is extremely cute. No, he is cute. I think it's really cute the way that, the way that he goes after her but then also like he really cares about her and wants to help her live the best kind of life I think that's really nice to see yeah I liked him um I think without him it's it's almost like he was a catalyst for her realizing that there is more to life than ballet because she does live and breathe ballet for a long time and Mm -hmm. he then introduces her to a world outside of it so I think I liked that introduction it's one of the relationship tropes I like where it's like I'm not here to cause any drama in your life. I just want to date you and have a good time with you. And it's actually Mm. a positive depiction of what a relationship can bring. Yeah. It seems like a really healthy relationship. And the fact that they, the fact that they start by group dating as well, I think that's really cute. They get to know each other with other people. And yeah, I like that too. And I also liked the way that they, the girls stand up for each other. Like the way that Eva stands up for Jodie. So there's some point where teacher Donna Murphy is like, she stops Jody dancing again. And she's like, you're not getting it right. Have you not listened to anything that we said? And then Eva bursts out. She's like, she fucking heard you. Like we all heard you. She's trying, yeah. leave her alone, back off. It's really nice. I think it's a good portrayal 
in this movie is really good at showing how important the people that you surround yourself with are. These people have the potential to be such a good influence on each other. They look out for each other. They encourage each other. They inspire each other. Even Charlie, when he like gets rejected and then he still is really supportive of Jody, and he's, mm. he tells her that, you know, you're feeling these emotions. It's not, it's not embarrassing. You shouldn't be embarrassed to show your emotions, mm. use them. I really like the, the relationships that develop in this friendship group. It's um, beautiful. So uh, after watching Center Stage again, how did this make you feel? Yeah, I feel it makes me feel inspired. It makes me feel it brings me a lot of joy to watch so much dancing and so much energy on stage, on film, on screen. Yeah, I really enjoy it every time I watch it. It's a movie that I would watch when I'm having a bad day to lift me up. That's, I can totally see why, by the way. So how did you how did you feel about the movie like after this discussion, after watching it, thinking about it? How do you feel about it? At the be- in the beginning, it just didn't make me feel anything. And uh-huh. to be fair, I watched it on a day where I was probably exhausted, so probably didn't help. And then when- around the midway point, it I like I was very entertained, so it made me feel entertained, and it made me feel inspired, like inspired, but not in the same way you were, but inspired yeah. by the dance. Like for sure, mm-hmm. that was very like amazing and or awe- inspiring. I think just the level of skill that was involved in that was awesome. Yeah, overall, I liked the movie, but didn't love it. Okay, so what do you feel like watching next week? I have there's this movie that has been in the back of my mind of what to watch next, and I think I think it's a bit topical, maybe for you and I at the moment in terms of emotions. So mm-hmm. the movie, and it's our first animated movie we're gonna oh. watch. And- by the way, there's going to be a lot because it's me and I love animated movies. <laughs> but the next movie I'm going to choose is Inside Out. <gasps> oh, I've been meaning to rewatch this. I was just thinking about that the other day. When did you last watch it? When it was in cinema. I watched it when it came out. That was 2015, I think it came out. Really? That long ago? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. That's actually my bad day movie and I watch it, oh, like every year maybe. Um Maybe more because I think I've seen it like 10 times. But I love it and I can't wait to talk about it. I'm looking forward to that one. I'm really excited. Awesome. I'm excited too. So thanks for listening to this episode of This Made Me Feel Things. You can follow us on at This Made Me Feel Things on Instagram and email us at feelthingspodcast at gmail.com. Please share the love. Please share the feelings. Please share it to your mom and dad and friends and dog and cats. <laughs> And we would love to hear what you're feeling. Please rate and review on the podcast app you are listening to. And we would love to hear you back next time so you can feel feelings with us again. Bye. Bye.